Matt, welcome to the pod, man. How are you doing? Jay to the Rose. I'm doing well, man. It's a, it's a gorgeous day, actually, here in NYC. My Packers moved into the one seed uh, in the NFC, so it's uh, it, things are things are looking up, and it's almost uh, it's almost uh, holiday season. Yeah, I mean, you, you had a big birthday celebration this week as well. Uh, do anything fancy? Oh yeah, God, I forgot about my birthday. Uh, that was so. Yeah, I actually went to. I was in Boston for a few days. Went and saw Cam Jacobson, who moved out there um, almost the same time I moved to New York. Went out there for a few days, um, then went to the Packer Bar Sunday night for the game, and then um, yesterday for my actual birthday i kind of didn't i just took the day off and kind of had a me day and chilled a little bit after the after the long weekend that's nice dude it was good that you were still able to wake up early enough to uh 6 a.m uh west coast time to give me a text about the pod hey dude i didn't realize now that you told us that you have employees i understand that your phone cannot be on do not disturb so i'm glad you uh you got the chance to to tell us about that it was a subtle flex but it was. Uh, all right. Well, Matt, give me an update. What's, what's going on with the book lately? Okay, the book. So <clears throat> week 14, I'll take a little bit of blame for this. <clears throat> there were more people that wanted to bet. I didn't update the lines because I was in Boston. Um, only one bet came in. Dylan lost. So the book netted 60 for the week. Um, then we had a bunch of futures bets where people did over-unders or people that make the playoffs. By the way, Jay, you missing the playoffs was very good for the book. You're welcome. Claire Baum put big money on that. Um, yeah. So we, Fuck Claire Baum. So, so overall, um, the book is down $101.67 on the weekly lines, um, but actually up $26.43 on futures. So that's a net. Uh, I'm down $75.24 for the year, which is actually a huge recovery. Um, from where I was, but we'll have, we're going to have some saucy, saucy bets, um, lines, maybe some, uh, fun parlays over unders. I'm, I'm going to make really do this big. So it, it would be cool if people besides Dylan and Lairbaum participated in the book, like it just makes it more fun when it's not two guys. So I'm going to give you guys some cool options. Um, and it, it'll, uh, make the playoff season even more exciting <clears throat> than it already is. If there was less effort needed on my end to be in the book, I would do it. But there's just like three different steps, and that's too many. What? It's so easy. You know, dude, I, literally... I'm echoing the sentiment of like all the League of Donners. Like, I, I guarantee you, Maddie Kid doesn't bet because like you have to like go into Venmo, put a comment, and like go in the book. Like, too, too hard, dude. How else would you do that? That's how a sports book hey, works. That's, you have that's to, not up for me to decide. Dude. You have to. You, hey, you, the you, you have to. You have, and it changes. Okay. You have to declare a bet. You have to. You have to say what you're betting on, and then you have to pay money for it. That's just how. I don't know how else you would do it. There's. That's not a very big barrier to entry. Dude, just create an app or something. Okay. All right, I'll work on an app. <laughs> Give me a day or two, and I'll have a mobile app for the LOD Sportsbook. Um. Well, good updates. I'm glad that I was able to help you get some money for your birthday. You're welcome with that. <clears throat> um, I did have a proposition for the league, though, in terms of maybe a potential vote, right? We've been trying to ponder how do we make the prestigious consolation bracket meaningful? What if there was some sort of a rebuy, you know, just like poker, maybe like half of the entry fee for League of Dawns you could rebuy, and then that rebuy is winner takes all in the consolation bracket. You know, just saying. 
you know, if you if you thought your team was good enough, you could put in hundred bucks and uh, see how it plays out. But I, I'd be interested to see what the league would think about that. I'm all for that. I mean, I think people are free to do that this year if they want to, if if they want to put a little side action on the uh, on the, the the consolation bracket. I think that's that's fair game. It spices it up a little bit, you know. It gets people going. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, with that being said, Matt, let's get to it. Let's talk about last week's matchups. This was the the most important week of the League of Dawns. I mean, we've been in a log jam for a long time. We've seen things shake out. Where do you want to start last week? Yeah, I'll take um, the first matchup we'll go over. This was a, a pretty good beatdown. Um, Maddie Kidd takes it to guns. And this is a big win because this jumped Maddie all the way from fourth to second, which, as we all know, the all-important two-seed gets you the bye. Uh, Maddie takes it to him. Josh Allen, um, huge second half to put up 35 points. And then Fournette, my God, Fournette has just been a beast lately. Um, nothing, nothing changed there. He puts up 21 and then on gun side, respectable 109 spot. Aaron Jones has a nice game cord workman like with a 12.9, um, but not enough to overcome Maddie as actually both defenses in this matchup went off. So they kind of, that's Dallas and Tennessee and they kind of canceled each other out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But I, I think the story here is the Jamar Jefferson story. Uh, Gundy you know, <laughs> put down that with Jamar time and like this is the moment he's been waiting for all season and he gets zero points so uh, I think that's the real story Jamar kept Gundy away from a bye um, Patrick Mahomes had an okay game for Patrick Mahomes like scoring 48 points for Kansas City offense you'd expect Patrick to get more than 20 there um, you know Cordell Cordero sorry um, Patterson, it seems like teams might have started to figure out that the Falcons offense runs through him. So um, maybe it's things are going to be a little bit more tougher down the down the last pack. Um, Dallas defense did go off for Gundy, but unfortunately, Tennessee's defense, holy smokes, man, uh, just, you know, shut out completely uh, the Jags and four interceptions is crazy with Josh Allen just going off to with a 35 bomb playoff Lenny as well. Good to see him thriving on another team. Um, but good for Madikid. I mean, this is a big win. It got him a bye. Um, probably pretty crucial of a bye. It looks like Allen might have been banged up a little bit that uh, last game. So we'll we'll see how things play out. But uh, good good win by Madikid to cruise himself into the next round. Um, with that being said, I, yeah, I think we just go into like the, the important matchups. And this was another one. This was This was crazy. Mark versus Dylan. Mark jumped from sixth to third. Um, he was on the cusp of getting out of the playoffs. And because he won and by so many points, he got to third place. This is a team, again, that CEH was on IR. Saquon Barkley was on IR. And Mark is now third place. Uh, absolutely incredible. Of course, you know, it's not the award show right now, but, you know, coach of the year, it, it may as well go to this guy. He put on a show against Dylan. Dylan was trying – I've never seen someone have so much power in this league than Dylan when he <laughs> decided to, like, bench his whole team because it really threw my, my team into turmoil. It didn't really impact his team. But at the end of the day, Dylan had a chance to put Mark away from playoffs, and now this super scary team is going to be in playoffs. So um, Dylan might have shot himself in the foot here. 
Well, in fairness, Dylan did set his lineup and he did still put up 128. So the, the story here isn't Dylan's team sucking because Dylan's team was good. George Kittle, again, that's something to watch. I mean, he's turned into just an absolute monster after being banged up and, um, you know, missing some games and not being as productive in, in some games. Um, but the story here, again, is not Dylan's failure. It's Mark just balling out. Um, even after getting hit with the late scratch, at tight end with Higby um, going down. He puts up 146. Um, Cooper Cup just doing his thing. Cooper's having an insane year. Brady, 30. Um, just a, a really, uh, with the exception of that tight end spot, which was kind of a hard luck deal with a, a late COVID scratch. I mean, a top to bottom impressive effort from Shelter here uh, to jump all the way, like you said, uh, to the third seed. So next matchup. Let's go. Let's go to mine. This one, I mean, so this was the, I think, the only matchup of the week without playoff implications. This was me versus freezing. And honestly, was just really hoping to get a victory over freezing. It would have been a good way. I know we have consolation still, but just kind of a nice way to go into the offseason feeling like we sort of, you know, got rid of the boogeyman uh, that is freezing for, our, for my franchise. Um, but couldn't do it. I mean, uh, my receivers went off. Devontae was incredible Sunday night. Tyler Lockett getting it going again against shitty Houston, but still he puts up 24. Uh, really a respectable score at 123. Uh, but Freezing just has my number. He gets 127. Nice Herbert game. Um, Mark Andrews, huge game. And then Hunter Renfro again. Um, in a game they lost 48 to 9. Renfro goes for 22 um but again the the narrative the story here is just that that freezing owns me even when i had actually a, a pretty decent week he finds a way to pull it out by four points yeah and with his best running back on the bench so that's uh that's yes no jonathan taylor exactly <laughs> yeah like that's that's something uh kudos to freeze i mean <clears throat> it's the, it's these victories that keeps him going right and this is what he can go back to his kids at school today and say hey kids i took him down again you know it, it happened uh but yeah meaningless game you know uh, you, you know what i picture with this is that uh that clip of when rogers is playing at chicago and the uh, and that mike yeah. caught him i still own you all my fucking life i own you <laughs> I picture freezing just like screaming that that at me, and it's 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 what accurate. Yeah, t- <laughs> tall boy. I, for, I well, I forget what the rules are because he has the tall boy section of the fridge True. and then the twelve ounce section, and I can't remember. There's one section he goes to if his team wins, and one he goes to. I think he goes to the tall boys if they lose. So he'd be carrying a twelve ounce twelve wow. ounce can, uh, screaming at me that he owns me right now. <laughs> Freeze, please let us know uh, if this is accurate reporting or not. But Yeah, please confirm that. I, I don't want to. We'll go from a meaningless game to uh, the match of the week. I mean, I know we, we deemed Gundy and uh, Matty Kid one, but realistically, Clayton versus we, right? This was winner is in, loser is out uh, matchup for the most part with Clayton. You know, he had a couple of scenarios where he could win and not be in. But his team did it. You know, Clayton scratched in seven and seven into the playoffs. We, unfortunate for we, we you know, we'll have his moment here in a little bit. But um, Clayton had a six seed with a tough, you know, Dalvin Cook did his job. Ezekiel Elliott did not quite as much, but um, game flow didn't really uh, suit him that well. 
Um, Matt Stafford did have a good game on, on Wee's side. Uh, Alvin Kamara coming back, awesome job, but a little bit too little too late, right? He's been out of the game for the past three, four weeks, and we could have, could have really used him during that time. Um, Kyler Murray kind of had a little bit of an off night for Kyler Murray's stats. And then besides that, no one else really went off for Wee's team. So unfortunate for Wee, um, but Clayton, kudos to you, man, for uh, getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I'll start with Hui, really a, a up and down season, started off really poorly. We kind of wrote him off. Then he rallied. I think he got as high as like third or fourth, and then he didn't close the season very well. And um, unfortunately for him, doesn't have a great points total, so he loses uh, the tiebreaker to Clayton. But the story here, Clayton's won four in a row. He was three and seven. I don't know how many people remember that, um, but he has turned it on late in the season. Um, Dalvin Cook he just abused your poor Steelers on Thursday. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, Jefferson consistent performer at receiver. Um, One thing I'm, I really like about this year's playoffs is like Clayton's the sixth seed. He's dangerous. He's won four in a row. Like he could win the whole thing. Um, And you can say that Mark's playing well, Maddie, obviously playing well, jumping to the bye. Larry Bond is not playing well. Lairbaum, yeah, yeah. Lairbaum is one guy, and honestly, Gunn's not playing that great, but he still has – I mean, I, I, I'll put it this way. I think five of the six teams have a legitimate shot to win the title. Lairbaum, I love you, <laughs> but you got in the playoffs with the fewest points in the league. I, I'm sorry, and we'll get and, – and on that note, let's get to Lairbaum's game. Yeah, uh, please. This is, what happened here? This is like – historically bad um i don't so yeah league historian whether that's shelter or chad i I can't keep track of who it is now um take a look at this one 37.78 points that might be a record um and he obviously there's some bad lamar gets hurt early mclaurin gets hurt early but then the rest of his lineup is filled out and it just (laughs) he has one guy that's I always mispronounce his name. Freermuth, I think is how you say it. Uh, the Steelers tight end, obviously. Uh, he has one guy crossed into double figures, and that's with 10.2 points. And then you got like – and most of them don't cross five points. You got like one point at, at quarterback, zero at receiver, <laughs> 0.5 at RB2, 5.6 at RB1. Um, so anyway, absolute debacle. Look, look into that. Find out if, that's a, if there's any sort of record there. And then uh, Brent Ketty, I mean, he doesn't get in the playoffs, but he closes out the season, gets to 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, His wins over hit, which I appreciate, Brent. I told you that in the league chat. Made me uh, a little bit of my money back. Um, but a lot of things to, be, to feel good about uh, for Brent Ketty this year. Um, after a couple kind of rough seasons as an expansion franchise, um, you know, he gets to 500 in, in the League of Dons, and that's that's saying something. <laughs> it's saying he got to 500, I guess. Uh, no. Uh, My point is this is a this is a good league, and to go 500 yes, is yes. – it's not to, to, to it's kind of – I mean, I think it was – I, I, I would, I would not scoff. Right. I would not scoff. No, no scoffing. No, no I, scoffing I'd love to see yeah. this. Brent is, you know – if anyone who's paying paying attention to the league knows that Brent is my favorite trade partner um, and eking up to be my favorite member of the league. So he's been a great addition, um, but it, it, it's nice to see him here. But you know what? Brent knows when Constellation Bracken comes around, he's going to be scared. He, he knows what's going to happen to him. So uh, we'll, we'll see how things play out. Uh, Larry Baum, 
God, man, this is this is not good for Lairbaum's stocks. Um, I I don't see him winning a, another game. But anyways, uh, we have another matchup, don't we? We have uh, myself. Is that the last? Oh yeah, you and Charles. That's it. All right. Yeah, I lost to Charles. Okay, next. What's up, <laughs> dude? I, I we. It's it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty fitting. Or I don't know if fitting's the word. Pretty uh, <laughs> devastating that Charles ended your season. Because let me check one thing. Uh-huh. If you had if you had won this, you still wouldn't have gone. No, you wouldn't. No, have I had to be played in by won. two points or like five points. Right, it wouldn't have happened. So that's why. Okay. I and then if I would have <laughs> won this, if I would have won this, Dylan would have had to have won as well for like the other scenario. So yeah. Dylan was already losing. So I needed to outpoint Clayton and win, which wasn't going to happen. So, all right. Well, with that, uh, we're going to go to our next segment, which you guys know very well, um, where we deliver eulogies. Uh, yes. Actually, there are three teams this week um, who are, we're going to we're going to lay to rest. Okay. Jay, are you ready? Yes. Please, please, please remain silent. Make sure your dog is also respectful of these. Uh, fallen league members. Are we eulogizing Charles again? No. Okay, I'll be quiet. Okay. Here lies Hui Tran, league accountant, multiple time League of Dawns champ. But this funeral speech is really for his daughter, Hadley, who came into the world this year and has only seen her father miss the playoffs. Hadley, your father was once a great champion. I don't want you to have to remember him this way. You should have seen him before you were born. He was incredible. If you'd like to see old game film or notes on what your father accomplished before you were born, please contact League historian Mark Mason. A moment of silence now, please. Thank you. Now, here lies... Here, now, here lies Brent Ketty. In his third season in the league, uh, Brent struggled early on as an expansion franchise. He loved his Bucks. To his own detriment, often drafting half of his team from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, But this year, he's been a valiant soldier, getting all the way to a seven and second seven record and the number two seed amongst the overserved Kings of Research Stadium. He kept being counted out and he kept coming back. But now we can officially count him out here lies brent ketty a moment of silence i love you brent <laughs> damn it brent god damn it roger all right all right and now our final you <coughs> here lies jay rose he looks Long and hard for his first playoff appearance, but could not find it. He even switched into Thanos mode in the final week of the season, but it was not enough. He will now 
travel to the afterlife back in his rightful place in the consolation bracket after flirting briefly with success. King Henry broke his heart earlier in the year and then to add insult to injury, Charles finished the job in the final week. Here lies loser of trades, Jay Rose. A moment of silence, please. That was beautiful. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> it's tough to put your friends down, you know. I know. I, I this is this this is really hard on me every week doing this, but they these people they, they deserve this. They do. Well, let's let's talk. It's time for you know the League of Dawn's favorite time of the year. It's consolation bracket time. Let's break down some matchups, Matt. I want to start here with Thor versus Calvin the Great. This is a story matchup. Calvin just beat you. Will your little brother avenge you? We're going to find out. Um, I actually really like Chad's chances this week to win. Um, Jonathan Taylor's going against a tough New England defense, which is, does not bode well for freezing. Charles has some very good matchups. If Sony Michelle's the number one guy again uh, versus Seattle, not bad. Aaron Rodgers versus Baltimore. Um, Diggs versus Carolina. And then Schultz is tight end versus the Giants. I and he has Miami's defense versus the Jets. I think Charles avenges you, and freezing goes down and possibly might be you know putting his tall boys to a thirty rack. Wow, it could be a tall boy week for freezing. Um, to steal a term from you, Jay, or a phrase I should say, uh, this is a matchup that's brewed in history. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys go way back on Fairmont Hill, little league games, fights. Um, they've been through it all, and this is an exciting first-round matchup. Um, good point regarding Jonathan Taylor against New England. That is going to be a fun game, and I'm really bummed. I'm actually, I'm actually on a flight during that game back to Oregon. That game and the Beavers Bowl game, I'm missing both of those, so that's fun. Anyway, sidebar. Um, on this one, I am going to pick... Oh, man. I think I'm going to roll with Charles on the strength of his receiver matchups. Thielen against Chicago, assuming he can go. Um, and then Diggs against Carolina. It seems like the Buffalo offense started to figure it out second half against, um, against Tampa. I'm going to pick Charles to defeat Freezing in round one of the consolation. So, let's go to the next Constellation matchup, all right? This is uh, myself. Oh, it's we're, we're playing each other. I literally just looked at this yeah. for the first time. Uh, okay, very simple. I'm, I'm picking myself. Okay, also very simple. I'm picking myself. And I'm going to win. And that, <clears throat> how great will this be? You be freezing for the battle of who brings the 30 rack. Well, the it's going to be... You versus freezing, actually. No, 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 no. Everyone knows the storylines write themselves. UV freezing it, battle of life. You, you realize because Shelter <clears throat> missed this year and he owes two years of 30 racks, there's going to be 90 beers at the draft next year. <laughs> 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 
I thought we're, Shelton Bronson with this. Dude, his, his dude next year after after <laughs> what we've done, like, with, with COVID and Shelter being, like, let's it's just, all day, let's, let's bring, maybe maybe actually Shelter and whoever gets last this year just go in on a keg and yeah. we set up, like, tents and stuff in John and Nancy's yard and everyone can just crash there and get absolutely shattered. Uh, that's our destination draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Into the wilderness of John and Nancy's yard. All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> we'll be interested to see how the constellation bracket shapes out. Let's talk about the little brother bracket, the championship bracket. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. You, you want to pick one, Jay? Oh, you know, I, I want to pick one. <clears throat> pick one. You know, pick I'm going to pick one. It's going to be Gundy versus Lairbaum. Two teams that early in the year – we're powerhouses. Now, one must go. Who goes? Who knows? Lairbaum right now, interesting strat for the pod, making things very difficult by benching his entire team. Taking no, no. Back. I'm going to sidebar here. I know why Lairbaum is doing Lairbaum's doing this because he wants it wants it to be hard for me to set the lines on the gambling page. That's what he, That's smart. And then, he's gonna, then when I set the line wrong one way or the other, he's going to go on and place his <laughs> bets. Trust me, dude. I know how this guy's brain works. This is, I know exactly what's going on here. He figured out pretty early that you don't check the roster to see if someone bets like one person. So, uh, yeah, okay. I, I know Larry Baum's team because I have a photographic memory, uh, so I'm not scrolling down and looking at his, uh, his, his matchups, but um gundy's team though i think i don't i'm not impressed with this team you know you look at this thing and it's just like uh, i mean i think you have to go cole beasley that just for the you know to to do it um but I, i'm gonna go Lairbaum. I, I think Lairbaum wins this one i think uh or actually mclaren's like out out huh um what does this say I, there's no way to know. For week 14 versus the Cowboys. Well, yeah, he is concussed. I, never mind. I'm going Gundy. Gundy's going to kick out Lairbaum. Yeah, I'm picking Guns as well. I mean, I, Lairbaum has the fewest points in the league. Like, I, He's got a bunch and, of COVID going on. And Guns should hopefully have Keenan Allen back against KC yeah. in what figures to be, you know, a game with some scoring in it. Um, Aaron Jones. I mean, that will – Aaron Jones is just a good guy to start every week. I yeah, I'll just keep it simple here. I I do not. I've said it all year. Um, even when Lairbaum at one was first in the league, the pod kind of called this that this team was catching some breaks and were and were eventually going to regress to the mean, and that's that's definitely what's happened. And honestly, these are my two teams that are in my mind are the least likely to win the championship. I don't yeah. like how either of them are playing. <laughs> Um, but I am going to take guns to win this. So let's go. Uh, this is the final matchup of the week, of course, because um, Dylan and Maddie Kid both earned first round buys. Um, so the final matchup of the week, this is going quick because uh, we only have four games. Uh, we got Shelter versus Clayton. So two teams that are both playing really well. Clay's on a, a W4. What is Shelter on? Bear with me here a second. Anyway, I, I do. Do you have it, Jay? Uh, I'm, I'm calculating right now. Okay, calculate. Um, anyway, while you're doing that, these are two teams that are both playing extremely well. Um, Shelter has a hole right there at tight end. Higby is going to play because he's, um, he's vaccinated and he'll be uh, called back in, in time for that game. Um, 
gosh, I mean, we said it all year. Clay's team is built around this big three, right? Justin Jefferson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dalvin Cook. They all have really good matchups. Jeffer the with um the Vikings at Chicago. Um, the only thing to watch there is if you get some, you know, really bad weather, but right now the forecast doesn't show that. And then Zeke against the Giants, which are just the Giants are just such a bad slash hopeless team. Like both New York teams are just they're just pathetic franchises. Um, so those, you know, we talk about the big three with Clayton's team, that big three, things are looking, looking pretty good. Um, on Mark's side, uh, as we know, he's invested heavily uh, in that Tampa Bay, that, that Tom Brady Godwin combo, which has played out uh, very well for him. Um, and then Antonio Brown being out has, has actually helped him because uh, that's just more targets for Godwin. Um, the guy to watch is CEH. We kind of have hated this player. Um, since he's come back, he's done decent 14.6, 9.7, 17.7, starting to put more emphasis on getting in the ball. This is, you know, I, Cooper Cup against the Hawks. That's obviously a good matchup. I'm, I'm going to take Clayton here because I like the matchups for, for his big three. Yeah, there's not much more. I can add here, I think you 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 got it pretty nailed down. Clayton's team's going to run through Cook, Jefferson, Elliott, whereas Mark's team's really that Brady-Godwin and Cup, you know, connection. Um, I think, though, I think this is the week where CEH and Barkley have big weeks, and I think it's going to do enough. I think Mark wins. Uh, I'm actually pretty confident in this pick. I'm going to go Mark. Wow. Okay. Well, so that's, is that the, or no, we, so we differed on our, you, you versus me and then this one. Correct. Got it. Well, I am very, very excited uh, for the league of Dawn's playoff football. Um, as we move here toward the holiday season, um, this is the best time of the year, fellas. And I'm, you know, uh, I'm excited to be in the consolation bracket, but also just as a league of Dawn's fan, very excited um to see how this plays out yeah um let's get to it league this is the moment we've been waiting for consolation brackets started up championship brackets starting up uh we may you know for our pod listeners we may have a uh playoff special um at some point but just be on the lookout for it stay tuned long live the league of dawns <laughs>